Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Eat Sleep Eat Podcast. Your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing the most electrifying host in all of professional wrestling podcast, Carly. Carly. Yeah, baby, come on. And the other half of our hosting duo. They call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I am the Duke of Derps, also known as Garrett. Yo, 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 yo. Happy New How's Year, Garrett. Let's, let's, Happy let's New go, Year's. baby. Yo, New Year, who this? Yo. Yo. Anyway, so there's a couple of things we want to take care of just before we get into the actual show here. Just a few bit of housekeeping. I'm sweeping the floor. Uh, you can't see it because it's an audio podcast, but it's <laughs> an audio podcast. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform, but we're choosing, which you must be because that's where we place, we put this out. And make sure you follow or subscribe to those, either being them on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. All right. So we also have Twitter pages. My Twitter is at Bane Duke, B-A-N-E-D-U-K-E. And Charlie's is at O'Charlie with an X instead of an A. You can also find me on the Twitch and YouTube channels, The Duke of Derps, as well as the Vasoki Entertainment YouTube channel, which also features Charlie and our good friend, Brady. Now, um, as well as various other people in our crew. Now, other than that, there was uh, there was some wrestling stuff this week, Charlie. Some very good wrestling, some okay wrestling, some cringe wrestling, according to some people. Um, yeah. I... We didn't have many matches on our we on uh, the two main flagship shows. No, but well, they gave them time. Ass. They gave and the matches time this yeah. week, which every couple of weeks they do. And just to remind you that, oh, yeah, we can do 20, 30-minute matches every week, and it's just great. Um, a lot of tag matches this week. This was very classic AEW, you know? Um, like, not just tag matches, but, like, um, because and, it's not just And no tag. two tag like six men. the same, which is just... No. no that's and you had two back-to-back. Back. You had two back-to-back to open up Dynamite, and neither of them felt like... It didn't fill the board for any of that first, like, two, like, hour and 15 or whatever it was, like... And there wasn't... It felt like... Okay, and I think we'll both agree on this. It didn't feel like the commercials were as invasive this week. Would you agree? Definitely. Definitely. It felt like they were spaced a little bit better. Um, I don't know how that's going to affect things going forward. I've, they're probably trying different things. Um, but for I, the last you know week, no, because I'm almost positive they've seen it too. Like, maybe we should. But the have problem four is, like, they can't just cut them. You have to do four commercials an hour. It's just the way you have yeah. to do television, right? So it's like, how do they get around that? Learning you know, I the think timing, maybe the whole same. I think thing timing the matches in picture in picture to not be as interesting because I just don't. I'm sorry, guys. I just I, – I check out, you know? Like, I, I still watch as much as I can, especially because we talk about this on the show, so I try to make sure I watch during picture-in-picture. Picture. But, but especially, so like, when it's, when it's, like, loud ads and, uh, you know? And, like, sometimes a Star Wars movie comes on, and I'm like, oh, Kylo Ren, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, Adam Driver. Anyway. Um, but, Big fans of Adam Driver here. Absolutely. Uh Ben Swoller was a was a solid meme in our ch- group text for like a year. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, the yeah, there was just a lot of good stuff. Man, it's like the longest intro I think I've ever done. All right, anyway, um, so yeah, so let's get into. Uh, we don't really like to go straight into our favorites this week, but I actually have a question for you, Charlie. Yes, um, sir. If Jade Cargill wins the TBS Championship, how are you going to feel about that? I'll feel very happy. Actually, I feel like. And we'll kind of get into her match this week, but this this is the proper direction to go for uh, just multiple reasons. But I think now you've proven. Look, we we knew she was going to the final. Mm-hmm. It's it is that going to be her first loss, or is she winning the title? It's feeling more and more now with our little uh, 
new all elite wrestler of Mercedes Martinez this week. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're prepping for a, a little bit of the change in the character when she wins. I feel like that note. Yeah. Didn't you get that kind of feeling too? Yeah, that's why I was asking the question because yeah. I saw I'm some people's reactions are, on social media. Yeah, so, you, go ahead. I feel like they're going to change up the character a little bit. Like just little tweaks here and there, you know, give her a little bit championship persona, if you will. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, I was just – the reason why I brought that up was because I saw some people like – some not so positive reactions to that because I think a lot of people want to see Ruby win and a lot of people will be really disappointed. And I'll still be disappointed, but I understand why you would put the championship on Jade right now because the thing is like I, while I will stand by what I previously said and that she deserves to be the person to beat Britt Baker for the championship – you could equally give that to Ruby. You could give that to Thunder Rosa. Can you imagine the reaction of Thunder Rosa beat Britt Baker right now? Oh my goodness! Oh, but anyway, so beautiful. One one of Britt's best matches were uh, uh, Thunder Rosa the and out. Big yep. Swole. Those were her two best matches. Well, like the lights out match, I've heard so much. But I need to go back and watch that one because um, I haven't seen it. I, it sounds like it was very bloody. Uh, and was that from Blood and Guts? Maybe uh, probably not. But like it was, I know that it was like there was a time for a little bit during the pandemic when AEW was getting really bloody for no reason. Like <laughs> they just decided to be brutal for, for a little bit. Every week. Honestly, do you, have you noticed this? Okay. I'm, I know I'm sidetracking a lot here, but we usually don't go that long over an hour on this show. So I feel like it's okay. I feel like AEW is like in their way. They schedule matches tries to reflect the mood of the, of the world. Right. Like, is this, this might sound a little crazy, but like, I feel like when the world is feeling kind of down, you see a lot more blood and like, We'll get into it. I think there was a little bit of blading this week. Like, possibly. I could be wrong. AEW but has to blade. There's Sometimes, no I don't know. I don't like to try and call it out because then, then all it has to do is one wrestler sends out a tweet and then I look like an idiot, right? But, like, it just seemed like... Well, okay, maybe I'll just have jump. a new way We won't talk about it yet, but I think during the street fight, it seemed like there was a moment where, like, two people were suddenly bleeding and I was like, oh, okay. You know, and it was it made sense based on what happened. I just normally, when you're in wrestling match, you know, expect people to just start busting out bleeding in the first 10 minutes, you know, like... Because um, I don't have wrong. like a supreme amount of knowledge on this, but based on the way the blood capsules work, I don't think the bunny had a blood capsule. Well, you can almost tell when it's fake blood. Yeah, like you know when like, when Roman had his whole mouth bloody and every his face bloody, it started to go away. It was like one of those WrestleMania yeah. matches or something because they they yeah. they used and you could see when he got handed the blood pack. It was brutal. Yeah, um, so it's like. Yeah, I mean, hey, that was peak Roman being hated era. That was so that's so long ago. Anyway, um, I hope Roman's doing all right. We uh, saw he had COVID, so and I, I don't know. Well, didn't he lose the championship or something recently too? Like, no, they had Big E lose it to Brock Lesnar. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, you know, since Roman is recovering from cancer and stuff, I imagine COVID would hit him kind of hard. So, oh yeah, I'm, Jeez, I'm hoping, yeah, probably gone for a little while. Yeah, I, I um, hope Roman's doing good. You know. Anyway. But let's get into our favorites because, like, I, I did sidetrack us quite a bit. We went like seven minutes on just nonsense. But hey, I we haven't talked. We missed a week, and we actually will address that sometimes. Sometimes we won't even remember to address it, but it's fine. But like, we there stuff happened. I actually was one hundred percent with you what you were telling me earlier. I just didn't realize what days everything was on. All of a sudden, the end of the month. Your rampage being on Saturday, which was Christmas, was kind of brutal. That had happened in a while, so I was that threw yeah. me off. I was like, okay. Anyway, um, so what was what was uh, I don't actually know. I didn't ask you who's who's going first this week. I'll I'll um, take the lead here. I will go first. Okay. And Garrett, AEW has this thing where they let a feud go too long. The feud is completely dead with the fans. 
and then they have this rubber match that just burns the fucking house down. And that was no exception this week with I, I can't Penelope Ford and the Bunny against who Anna J and Tay Conti in a street fight. And Garrett, this match right out the gate, I was like, "All right, here we go. Let's let's get settled in here." I mean, I can't. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't like excited for this because this feud has been dead now for almost a month. It feels like we, we were talking about this a month ago. Literally, <laughs> I even saw like people like I believe Sean Ross Sapp was saying like this feud has been frozen in carbonite for the past month. <laughs> kind of pop. Sure, they didn't. They didn't do anything about it at the last pay per view or aftermath. Of yeah, that, it just that it felt had. like it was never ending. So we're like, all right, let's let's see where this goes from here. And I think oh they God. wanted to have the feud, but they didn't want to have the matches on the, yeah. on the big shows. And then, and then right away, when the way this match starts, it starts off fucking quick. It's like, all right, whoa, we're getting rolling quick. Like ninety seconds in, Penelope Ford is doing a moonsault onto a fucking table. The bunny, you know, she went for her brass knuckles, got splodged one way or another and Anna Jay ends cracking her which is kind of where we like Conti always ends up taking a brutal bump where something doesn't work Yo, right? I don't know why I think she totally took those knees to the face by the way yeah yikes <laughs> that was brutal that's like a knock you out kind of thing I think if she wasn't literally trained in like MMA style gym she might have been knocked out you know like yeah so this she may have even been <laughs> this was great man the glass bottle spot there was a lot of great spots here it was Barbed wire queen slayer. That was a My great God, spot. What a fucking pin at the or a, a submission at the end there. That's a great finish. Um, the there was a ladder spot between Penelope Ford and Take the thumbtacks. The, the oh my god, the superplex into the thumbtacks, dude. Listen to how many moments we're saying, and this bunny splitzing on the thumbtacks by I think by accident. <laughs> and as quick well, as might have been on purpose. This, this match flew by, and it it was paced very well. And shout out the Colts for just getting a big interception. We love to see it. That's what um, I'm talking about. <laughs> and but yeah, so let's go. I mean, I was I was not exactly looking forward to this, and I came away beyond shocked. And shout out the bunny for getting a favorite one of my fa- first first time I've had the bunny in a favorite of the week. So let's go, bunny. Wait, who? No, anyway. Exactly. Um <laughs> we, we might have just we might have to I don't know. When we say the bunny, we might have to be like, God damn, let's go. <laughs> uh, honestly, honestly, like she I joke around with the bunny. The I, I, I doubt the bunny has seen me joke around about it, but like if it would ever get back to you, bunny, I appreciate you as a performer. I watch your vlogs actually, but um, I just, I, your name is so silly and it makes me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't, it doesn't change the way I look at you as a performer. Yeah, what do you I think, think about a character similar. with the name, the bunny? Is just bleeding, doing all these insane spots. <laughs> and honestly, that's what makes it so great. It's like the same appeal as like, it's almost the same appeal as like, I, I don't want to compare it to something else because it seems unfair. But like, like the thing is, like, I feel like there's similar things in wrestling where it's just a little bit of that sideshow carniness that came, wrestling came from, you know, the bunny is part of that. And I love it. But anyway, um, but yeah, so for me this week. Honestly, there were so many real, so there many were so many tags. things we could pick from. So many. And there were so many we talked about for like ten minutes before the show. We talked about the different. I just, I always like to do this. I, I go through all the matches that we could go through, and usually we're, uh, we're usually pretty in lockstep about what we liked. For me this week, I really like the best friends versus undisputed. This was probably the ma- match I was the most hyped for uh, going into this week. I'd agree. Man, I don't know why my son is so weird. Anyway, I was trying to clear my throat there, but anyway. Um, 
I love everything Orange Cassidy is doing. I know he's kind of in limbo right now and not really going after the championship, which feels like something he could do, like the TNT title I'm specifically thinking about, um, maybe even the world title, but either way. Um, and, like, especially because it felt like because Trent was gone, right? Like, they didn't really want to do anything with the best friends either, you know? Trent looks um, great, too. Side note, oh, he looks so good. And, and the more I, the more I see him wrestle, the more I'm like, I kind of see what people are talking about when they say they think he's heading toward a heel turn, you know, like, Ooh, um, okay. okay, like maybe not soon, but like the way his look is now, like I guess I could see it, but I think people just every time someone comes back and looks different, they're like, oh, heel turn, you know, but like, um, I'll never forget but, when Moxley came back when he was Dean Ambrose and he was just fucking jacked beyond belief. That was James Head. Everyone's like, "Whoa, dude!" Man. When Rollins came back, Rollins was always jacked, but he was even more jacked when he came back and interrupted uh, the, the, that match. Like redesign. Oh yeah. Oh, that was such a great era of wrestling. But anyway, um, people can tell me I'm wrong, but if we, if we were all we were all having fun. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, there was so many like, dude, like there were so many great matches this week. But like, I really like everything that they're doing with Adam Cole. We've talked about this multiple times. They are doing it the right way. They are not rushing him into the title scene. They're not rushing him into feuds with every big star in the company because if you do that, well, who are you going to put him against now? You know, um, he's doing all the right things. I want to see where this is heading. It feels like it's like I said in that kind of limbo state right now. Okay, I don't know where it's going, but the matches are great, so I'm not complaining. You know, um, obviously there's there's going to be like. What do you like? What do you think? What do you do? You think this like ends with some sort of like lights out match, something like that? Like, what do you think is going to happen with this? I'm imagining it's going to be some sort of five v five, right? The bucks included as well, correct? Or whatever, and, and maybe you think do it. Do you think Rocky and um? Like, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I don't mean to. No, yeah, maybe they. I just think they'll maybe do it on one of the bigger shows. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like stretch it out a little bit more, do some more because you can get some more backstage segments out of this or some other stuff. I mean, you can get some dark matches out of it too, and um, singles matches too. Do the Bucks ever wrestle on dark? They haven't for a little bit, so they should. They should wrestle. You know what? This should be all right. If you have any balls, AEW three. I don't, I don't know how long it takes them to actually pull this off, but like let's say three uh darks actual aw darks not elevation because i don't think anyone i don't think they want to show up for elevation but um three aw darks from now you should have bucks versus best friends uh as a tag match on the main event of dark do it anyway um yeah let's get into speaking of dark let's get into aw dark elevation uh for this week charlie yeah so our final elevation of 2021 and we had the dark order with Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Preston Vance, Mr. Ten, facing three gentlemen in a six-man tag, and they picked up the victory. We had it was basically Dark Order strong boys, right? Like literally, and they look good. <laughs> we had uh, Thunder Rosa. Ten is amazing. Put Ten in more matches. I love Ten. <sighs> Thunder Rosa facing uh, an enhancement talent, and this time Jade Cargill and uh, Simp Mark Sterling were on the commentary, yep. and. You know, I actually like Jade on commentary, by the way. Some wrestlers, not interesting on commentary. I thought Jade was. I, I really like Jade. And, uh, th- you know, this the match was quick. It was nice and easy. After the match, uh, something that happened was uh, Sterling kind of prevented Jade from getting into a brawl with Rosa. You know, 
his he's really passionate about save it save it for the show save mm-hmm. it for the money you know which i guess if, when you have a manager it kind of helps eliminate yeah. you know a little plot mechanic if you will it sure. allows them to not have to have them have a pull apart every two exactly. weeks you know like so having that manager works as a re- pretty good plot mechanic for them plot device yes and then our third match anthony agogo is back again with another one the governor the governor so I mean, these these are what they are. I imagine they're going to do this for a little bit, kind of yeah. till the time's ready. That finish though, the yeah, Tower the of London. Tower of London. I dig it. <laughs> this does look brutal. All right. Um, yeah, the Santana and Ortiz face on facing Movie Mick and Alexander Moss. So Mick and Moss, interesting combo name there. <laughs> uh, Santana and Ortiz always look great. Honestly, yeah. Uh, those guys wrestle on dark a lot, which is nice. So they're always fantastic too. Like, I don't know how they can manage to get a good tag match out of pretty much everybody, but they do. And then our fifth match was kind of a surprising, uh, surprising one. It was right. We had Sean Spears versus Tiger style Lee Moriarty. This is like a dynamite match. Like what? Uh, Yeah. I would have been perfectly cool with this on dynamite. And you know, or at least Rampage. I, I like seeing this side of Sean Spears. I actually think he works well with someone like, like Tiger Style here. And, you know, seeing, seeing Sean Spears with the wrist locks and kind of getting into a little bit of chain wrestling. I like I love when someone forces him to just not, and this is not a knock on him, to just to, to, to like to do a little bit of that stuff because I feel like he knows, you know, and we all know that we he's good because we saw it for years. Yeah, but like, really good. He doesn't need to do that all the time, but. Somebody like Tyga is going to – Tyga style. He, no one's – by the way, I love that everyone refers to him as Tyga style now. Nobody refers to him by his actual name. <laughs> right. But, um, it's a good name. It's great. Um, but anyway, um, I think somebody like that's going to force that out of whoever they're with because they want to prove themselves right now. So it was great. I like it. Fun ending here too with uh, Spears catching him, um, trying to do an apron and Zaguri. Catches him midair and then hits the C4 to pick it up. So uh, Sean Spears picks up the victory there. Also, this happened, what, two weeks ago on Darker Dark Elevation? Spears did a similar thing where he came out to have a solo match to kind of, like, prove that he can still do it while he's being the accountability buddy. And, like, there was one match where he cleaned up quickly, but the next opponent he faced also gave him a little bit of trouble. I don't remember who it was, but they also gave him a little bit of trouble to the point where it was like, damn. So... I, I like that they're doing that with a guy like Spears. Like he's not imperfect. Yeah, it's like are they or, sorry, imperfect. The he's not. Well, it's not that he just he he gets. It's not lazy, but like it's like he's just like not. If he's not on guard, he could still lose. He's not Wardlow, you know. Like, um, I just like that. It's it's good, it's good storytelling that like no yeah. one's gonna appreciate, but I I do. In our sixth match, we had the Dark Order back out again with Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Allen Angels facing the Gun Club in a six man tag team match. It's nice to see with the Gun Club now that they're just kind of they're not using them with uh, enhancement talents every week. They're yeah, they're letting them actually roll. I I honestly kind of thought that they were just going to let the Gun Club eat the pin, but they didn't. Colton ended up getting the pin on. Uh, so it's like the second victory in a row they've gotten with some yeah. sort of like cheating tactic, I think, or maybe that's coming up. They got another one or something like that. But either way, I know they've gotten a couple of victories like that recently, and I'm like in my head, I'm like, yeah, they're doing good stuff with them right now. They're not like burying whoever they're they're facing. Not that they would be anyway, but like they're not eating yeah. losses slowly into their. You know, it's a little tainted. So. And and as we're kind of going through this, we, people might be noticing, damn, there's some pretty good talents on this week on on elevation. It's yeah. and the reason being, you know, dark last week had. That was our super long matches, right? Last week, so 
Yeah. You know, they shot it before that, so they had so many open talents. Mm-hmm. And our seventh match, we had Anna Jay in Ty Conti versus Emi Sakura in Diamante. Heyo. Diamante getting a little push lately. And nice to see Anna Jay and Ty Conti. They were all over TV this week. Um, I wish they would use Emi Sakura more, man. She absolutely yeah. deserves it. So this this was a perfectly good st- uh, perfectly good match. Conti with her gotch style pile driver, I will always pop for it. Dude, honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Anna Jay versus Emi Sakura. There was a little moment in this match that I was like, okay, yeah, like let's let's see a roll. Um, okay. Jay a little bit of foreshadowing here with Jay getting the de- the Queen Slayer. I almost said Demon Slayer. Yeah. Shout out the anime. Um, hey. Matt Hardy versus Darius <laughs> Lockhart. Dude, dude, every match has like a legit star in it <laughs> literally it's it's, it's kind of insane matt hardy picks up our victory not much there let they let matt hardy main event good for matt hardy. really wanted to fight matt hardy for some reason like actually i think um yeah. matt hardy um had some funny new year's posts he posted he posted a picture of his uh good looking wife and then he quoted it in the morning he said well i guess we'll have another in nine months and it, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of got me shout out matt hardy man we love to see it <laughs> that man was like hey it's yeah, tonight we, and, oh wait oh no <laughs> we love to see it so all right garrett if you want to take the, the people through dark this week we had a big match on dark some big stuff all right yeah there was a very big match in the main event um but anyway, starting off on Dark, our first match was uh, we had Anna Jay with uh, Ty Conti in her corner taking on uh, Rekka Tahaka. I don't probably pronounce that incorrectly. Um, Rika Tahaka, something like that. Anyway, um, it was just a quick, you know, win. Honestly, I really like um, when Anna Jay just wrestles a singles match, she just kind of does whatever she feels like. I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't even feel like the kinds of matches she puts on, you wouldn't be able to just call in the ring without having to like, know. she's not like she does like, like some people like um, Dante Martin, for example, uh, well, they have like a lot of moves. I feel like that you would have to know how to do those things to be able to. And then there's a bunch of stuff that they, that Dante does that you don't need to do anything to use. It's just part of his style that you can just do normal bumps to. Yeah. Right. But there's a bunch of specialized stuff that he does that if you've not wrestled the like sort of lucha style before, I would imagine it's kind of difficult being flipped and thrown around. The Darby Allen has scored up a similar style, but also does a lot I'm of missing, traditional. I'm missing I'm missing Dante Martin right now on a darker and just anything. Yeah, well, well, I, I'll say my yeah. actual thoughts for that when we get into it. But when he's a little yeah, no, I mean, I know I agree. I agree with you. Bring Dante Martin back. I was really vibing with that guy for a while, and just. But anyway, um. I, I'm 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 sidetracking it here, but I just like that Anna Jay's style kind of fits with everybody, you know. Um, and she gets the not the knockout, she gets the tap out with the Queen Slayer, and Anna Jay um, is over as a babyface too. Oh yeah. Um, I also, I also uh, sorry about that, everybody. I also um don't know um what their plans are with with TJ going forward like obviously they want them to do something but they don't yeah. want either of them in the title scene right now so it's like eh. anyway um maybe i mean with yeah you almost wonder if maybe there was a tag i don't know if there was yeah if they had done the tag titles instead of the TBS title like maybe the but the thing is then they would have been in that because I'm like, time, and I'm then like, there would have been a bunch yeah. of random teams they had to throw together. See, like that's they need to. AEW is kind of doing a good job of pre-building these women's tags before just having a tag division with no tag teams. 
Yeah, which which is what happened with the the most recent tag titles that well yeah. that were like so, done by major promotion. It's like so. I don't know. Yeah, no, maybe it's, it's nice to just see an actual women's tag with. Just but you friends. just can't do anything with either of them. Like you're not going to put either of them. In, like both of them have had a title shot in like the last four months. You know, like yeah. So it's like, what are you going to do? Give them another one? Okay, but they're going to lose that one too because they wouldn't give them another title shot. Maybe, it was maybe just, one of them faces Jade. Maybe that's the route. Possibly. Right? That, that that makes sense to me. Like maybe even you have them both not facing them in one match, but like you have them both like essentially having to go after Jade because Jade starts, you know, cheating and beating you up in between matches and stuff like that's that. That's why I'm so mean? mad they just threw away Ty Conti versus Britt Baker, man. That could have been the fucking one. The last two or three could have all been the one. Yeah, like, but now, hey, man, they're going back to Rio, so GG. Rio might be the one, so you never know. But um, and that would make a lot of sense. So, um, but anyway, so we had a, a match number two. I don't know if I said uh, Anna got with the Queen Slayer, um, but uh, we had a Blade. I love watching the Blade just wrestle singles matches. He's great. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And I like that the Bunny comes out with him. Like it's not like they don't pretend like this isn't a thing going on. Like they're they're. Are they married? I don't know if they're married. I believe but they're so. not like either way, they're like a thing that and they like travel together. So like they should be allowed to come out together. And if she doesn't want to come out, she shouldn't have to one night, you know, if she's got some kind of match or something, you know? So anyway, um the blade. So I like that there's consistency in the stories here because the brass knuckles is how the blade picks up this win. And so that's just good. That's so like everybody in that little mini faction within the faction is doing that. And I just think that's smart. You know what I mean? Like it's, you got to have the consistency and like, it doesn't hurt some random jobber in any way, even if you got beat normally. But like the fact that you do that, it's just kind of cool. You know, like maybe if you want to do something with them down the line, if this person ever becomes an AEW star, you can do that. You can, but you don't have story. to, it's just yeah. it's consistency. And it also gets played a win in his record. So, uh, you know, I have more to say about that than you probably thought. Um, why did I not write down the third match? It was really slow, but I didn't – or really short, but I don't know why I didn't write this down. Um, we had uh, – excuse me, we had Wardlow. Um, oh, shoot. Actually, I missed something. So, it didn't actually list this on the thing that I'm looking at. So, there was actually a pre-tape promo. For Wardlow and Sean Spears. So this is why my brain didn't didn't write this one other bit down because I wrote down the pre-tape. So there was a little sit-down with Wardlow and Sean Spears. I don't remember like what the deal was with it. I just remembered that there was one. Okay. But it led into this match. And I think in the implication was supposed to be maybe that he was supposed to not do the multiple power bombs. Um but he oh, did. Oh, anyway, okay. So, so trying maybe they want him to do something different. Yeah, like I think he was starting to give that implication. Um but obviously they come back to that later. But yeah, no, I just I I think um I don't know, Wardlow's great. Um yeah, I don't know who this Casanova guy is, but he's got to come up with a better name. Um <laughs> uh, speaking of Diamante from earlier that I brought up, uh, being pushed a little bit, here's your example. We had Shauna Reed back. Um and They've had Shauna Reed back actually a couple times. Recently. Maybe they were interested in Shauna Reed, but, um, but Diamante, I don't know. It's like I want them to keep building more stars in this division. They just got to keep doing it, you know, um, and this is one of the ways you do it. Um, I What is so – like the running dropkick, right? Yep. Okay. I mean, hey, 
there's you you gotta i want to see somebody win and i still think it'd be awesome if it was just some random person they were pushing were to get the win via just like tko i'm telling you like it's been done in a few times in wrestling and it's great um all right uh, in match number five oh diamante won me a pinfall i should also say um and the fifth match was uh the greatest of all time anthony green versus uh tony nice um and oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, this is actually a really great match, though. Um, Tony Nese is just awesome, and I like that Tony Nese saw that Anthony Green was good, and he was like, "Hey, you want to have a? You want to just go out there and have a good match?" And Anthony Green was like, "Yeah, What's wrong? like <laughs> of course. Like, what do you mean?" Um, there was, I just also Anthony Green had. Freaking entrance music, dude. Let's go. Like, let's go. I, I, it doesn't mean he's going to get a spot, but it could be. You know, I, you never know. Um, uh, sign him, please, Tony. Um, not Tony Nese, Tony Khan. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, there was a lot of really great suplex spots and stuff like that in this match. I love Tony Nese, but I would like to see, excuse me, Tony Nese actually do something, you know? Um, Hey, what was it? He was, uh, so he's going to lose the hook, right? So, yeah. So, yeah. so, eh, whatever. I, Tony Nese can do more than that, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. AEW used Tony Nese more anyway. Um, then the bunny got a nice squash in uh, against uh, Kylan King, who they just keep. I think uh, there's, uh, Charlie, get, don't, all right. So, uh, what is the guy's name? The uh, the captain, Sean Dean. Yep. Similar record, right? I think they want to build in these people that just have, like, dog shit records. Um, <laughs> 15 and 27 is brutal. Oh, my God. Um, hey, man. It's like, we want to push you, but we won't. Um, but the bunny uh, also, like, not using the brass knuckles is a little less of the consistency, but I feel like the bunny hasn't won cleanly recently, so it makes sense. They would have to get... An actual win um but i don't know it is just kind of funny that um the bunny and i've i don't know how many times that you usually see this where someone will come out and then actually wrestle later usually you don't see that like normally they're like I mean, yeah. it does happen sometimes i assume it probably happens on dark more just because consistency but there have been times where like in the entirety of the dark order will come out for a match pretty much and like only like two of them are on the show that day besides that you know and it's like oh okay okay. yeah i guess they were just there anyway um you know i guess gonna make sure that they're there um all right what was the next match oh yeah so match number seven we had uh the acclaim taking on uh buried country and um look man i like i like I really like the acclaimed, okay? But, like, they got to stop using their country until they know what they want to do with them. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, they can't just come on. You can't just give them a 14 and 9 record, which is basically a good record in AEW for the most part. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, there's some better records than that in the tag division, especially. But, like, they could be good. And I just don't think they see them as that. Isn't that kind of sad? Like, yeah, it's it's a little misfortunate, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you. And like, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but 
Hook no-selling that pile driver, while awesome for Hook, it doesn't really help Bear Country that much, you know, like... No, yeah. Um, Bear Country, I don't think it hurts them, but it, I just feel like, you know, now they're even literally just being thrown to the wolves because they need to get Hook over, you know, like... Uh, it just feels weird, like... Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of the... Because here's the thing. They don't use the acclaimed either, man. You know, like... They get into, like, one... They they somehow manage to sneak into every 10-man tag, but, like, nothing else. Like... <laughs> Anthony Bowens wrestles more singles matches, it feels like. He does! <laughs> Max Caster wrestles more singles matches. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, we also got a... Pretty loaded card, though, in terms of talent. Oh, absolutely. All of, like, all of the big dark talent... All the talent you see on dark all the time were all over this. Uh, we have Sky Blue picking up another win. Nice um, here. Yeah, against Ashley Diamois, another perpetual loser in AEW. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so the twisting flatliner is a great move. I liked it. Um, I a lot of these finishes are weird, man. Like I don't know. I have to see them a couple times sometimes. Like there's a perfect example is like the spin doctor by by john silver it doesn't look the first time i saw it it didn't look right i was like what is what you're like what the fuck is this literally i was like well no i just it felt like they did too many rotations and i was like is that look the way i think it should and then eventually you just like he spins them out really hard once and you're like okay yeah um same thing with this thing i think i don't know we'll, we'll get there sky blue will be interesting to see going forward they obviously want to do something is this like red velvet sky blue? Is it like <laughs> I don't know? Like, um, uh, sorry. L- listen, okay. If they're gonna have three different people that have like blue, red, and gr- potentially green with Anthony Green, I mean, do we are we starting the rainbow faction? Is that what happens? Like, I'm down, dude. <laughs> I mean, like they could come up with something better than that, obviously, but like, um. Something like associated with because there's so many people with those names in wrestling. Like you got to do something with it. Uh, Wingman still not being used here in our ninth match, um, and they're actually losing. So it's like I I like I mean obviously Orange Cassidy and and Wheeler Yuta can't lose going into their going into six man right, but like I don't know man like I just. I want to see it be, and this is okay. This is this is to be okay. This is where I be the wrestling fan for a second. Where that does the thing where you go, why are they not doing this? And then when they do the other thing, you're like, why are they doing this? I complained that there wasn't enough big names on Dark, right? Um, like wrestling each other, that it was all these jobbers, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the problem that now I realize is that if you start doing that now, a bunch of high profile people that I would like to see continue to be built are taking losses, you know, cleanly a lot of times. Um, yeah, it's the other what side do you of that think? coin, man. Like, how do you book wrestling in a way that you don't like? What is the wrestling math? You know, like, that's where I'm at right now. I just don't know. Um, but Orange Cassidy and Wheeler are going to pick up the win off the Orange Punch. Um, okay, so all right, I believe this was, yes, this was the main event. All right, in match 10, we had uh, Joey Janela versus, uh, sorry, featuring Kaylee Rossi as well, who might as well have been listed as in this match because of the way it worked out, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but versus Sunny Kiss in a no DQ match. Um, 
Do they normally do no DQ matches like on dark? I've never even heard of that a gimmick match on dark. Yeah, it's different. It, it it varies. I'm not trying that they can't. I just I didn't realize they did. Like because they do have really... some dark feuds that only stay on dark. Judge I would not- like that. I would like, but you know what? I would like for them to do. I would like for them to do a, a dark feud that like spills onto the show. Yep. So that's and, what I want to see. I would have liked it with this one, and most recently they had a a pretty cool uh uh what what match match type? What's the word? I'm I'm blanking here. Stipulation. Yeah. Stipulation. They had a really cool stipulation recently with uh, Diamante versus Big Swole in their blow off feud, and they kind of just left it all on dark. I would yeah, like if there's something see. good. Yeah, like let it spill over a little bit. Like it, maybe yeah. people will watch Dark that wouldn't watch Dark. Because then all you do is like, oh my gosh, they've been fighting on Dark, and Excalibur would be great at that. Like, yep, putting it over. You know, yeah. But anyway, um, it was actually great. I I love that um, the immediate reaction from from Sunny Kiss was to just take out the uh, the other half of the competition um, with the trash can or whatever. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, I really liked. Honestly, I will say I, I gained a little bit of respect for Sunny Kiss. Not that I don't respect Sunny Kiss, but like I gained a little bit more because Sunny Kiss just apparently thro- like in the same way that like you know Darby Allen, maybe not the same way as Darby Allen, but like a similar way to like Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara and Dante Martin kind of just throw their bodies to the to the you know throw to them the, the wolves. wolves. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think Sunny Kiss does a similar thing, which is kind of wild. Um, and also super athletic, way more athletic. And this is not a knock again on Sunny Kiss, but way more athletic than Sunny Kiss looks. You know what I mean? Like, um, same with Joey Janela, by the way. Joey Janela just hits those springboards like effortlessly, you know, like, and he looks like he weighs about 5,000 pounds. Like, oh my God, you know, and that's not, again, I'm not being rude, but he just looks like a big boy, you know, like. Um, like, he, like he's thick, you know, like he's got more weight than he looks like. Cause he's like muscular, you know, like underneath all that. All the, and I like too, that nobody like got on, like they didn't get their gear off properly. This was just like a brutal match, you know, like it was good. Um, but it wasn't my favorite of the street fights this week, obviously. Um, but, uh, obviously, uh, this was, you know, a win for Joey Janela. Um, Flying pile driver through the table for the win. Yikes. Um, by the way, somebody else, didn't they hit the similar spot in the actual, wasn't the exact same spot actually, I should say, hit in the um, the tag match? And it, I don't think it won, but I, I think I think they tried. I think, yeah, I think it didn't quite work perfectly either way it might have been a different like i think that was like a got style pile driver and this was like a flying pile driver but i don't know if it was got style or not so i guess that might have been the difference aw doesn't really care about that anyway so it does suck because sometimes you will literally see and when there's two like no dq matches on the card you will see the same thing happen twice you know but whatever it happens um Anyway, um, sorry, I got a notification about the Colts. Anyway, so yeah, that was the main event. Um, Joey Janela picked the win of the people off the flying pile driver. So uh, Joey Janela maybe going to be doing something on TV again, potentially off of this, going off the big win. I mean, presumably this is the blow off. Yeah, right? winning the feud. Yeah. I guess they could have like um, a lights out match, but I don't think that's where this is headed. I think this is their equivalent, you know what I mean, for this feud. Um, but yeah, so I guess with that being said, I guess we should go ahead and move on to uh, to dynamite and stuff. Yeah, so dynamite this week. 
uh, as we kind of instated earlier, loaded with matches that are high quality. High quality matches. So uh, we start off with the return of JR. Welcome back, JR. It's Wednesday night. You know what that Absolutely. means. Taz held it down well, but there's only one voice of wrestling, you know. Amen. And, yeah, so we started off with Christian Cage, Jurassic Express, and the Lucha Bros versus FTR, Private Party, and Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy back on uh, TV again after wrestling on Dark earlier this week. We love to see it. Um, yeah, Garrett, this was, I mean, this match kicked ass. I, I, I don't really know where to jump around. There were so many good moments. Um, it just makes you realize how good the HFOs actually are. Like, yeah, and very surprising. I'm going to jump right to the pin. Uh, FTR pinned Christian Cage for the victory. So it's weird, but that makes sense in my head. Yeah, honestly, out of Christian of everybody can eat a lot can eat a loss right now. Like he doesn't need. He wants. Win. We want the Jurassic Express to stay hot. We want the Lucha. I mean, Lucha Bros are champions. They're not going to treat the Lucha Bros like Big E and just have them lose all the time, mm-hmm. and then have them take their title. So at least they don't eat the pin when they lose. And yeah, I mean, Ray Phoenix. I mean, can do I need to say more than just Ray Phoenix? Penta Acero Miro. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, I love seeing Private Party get this spot, by the way. Yeah, this absolutely. Got me thinking of Private they, Party. Dude, they get treated, and I love this because they were an early team, even though they weren't as good back then, a lot of people said. I like that they get treated like a veteran AEW team, dude. They deserve it, man. They've, they've been there since the jump. And Private Party versus Lucha Bros, that, that piqued my interest a little bit. Oh. But we're getting Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus first, first. Yep. So that that's so, oh, gonna be so good. Anyway, um, we got some more teases for that too in this match, which I liked. Yeah. So um, FTR and Private Party, Matt Hardy, obviously win the match with Tully Blanchard out there. Other than that, we pretty much there's there's. I forget no- every now and then how useful Tully Blanchard is to have out there to get people over, and he's phenomenal for that for FTR. He's such great. a great job with these older guys, man. Yeah. And right, older anyway. ladies like Vicky Guerrero. So they Vicky Guerrero, Guerrero oh, also so underrated for Nyla, I feel like, you know, well, like add so much to it. So much. And like they just look right together. Like, yeah, I can see these two getting along. And then like I've seen them on backstage stuff. They look like they are just the best of buttons. They, yeah. Know? And that's that stuff matters. And then Garrett, we were kind of talking a little bit about the show about this next match. I think people are finally starting to maybe get around in terms of respect with our guys, uh Daniel Garcia in two point Facing Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. Everybody knew how good Garcia was. He's been being butched in rematches for a while, but like it's 2.0 that I feel like we're getting a little disrespected. Not like by everybody, but just like I feel like they just weren't. I heard some things and I was like, come on, guys, they're fine. Yeah, pe- just people, let them be. People clouded their vision because they were enhancement talents in NXT for about a year. They yeah. started to get their first like uh, actual feud and they got cut right after. So it's like. People have this weird clouded judgment of, oh, AEW just brought in NXT jobbers to, you know, do this and that. It's like, these guys are not jobbers. They're very fucking talented. If you've ever said, there's, okay, there's a reason why these guys get featured on BTE, dude. Yeah, they they have natural charisma. This, they, this should have been, a couple years ago, there was a tag team called Brizango that we thought was great. And this is a everyone team. hated on Brizango. Meanwhile, our show. Oh, this is aren't they great? I love them. <laughs> like this, they remind me of them in a in a in a good way. But I love their in tag their tag team wrestling. And wait a minute, hold on a second. Is F- Fandango's not signed right now either, right? 
I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm sure they're gone. Everyone. He gone. has to be right, dude. Honestly, okay. I know we're getting sidetracked again. I would not. I would not hate if somebody could convince the two of them, Johnny Curtis and uh, Tyler Breeze, to literally just do one show or something like that, where they came back as the Fashion Police. You know, I would love it. Uh, we had Chris Jericho come out with his Bat Floyd in this match after uh, Daniel Garcia and 2.0 got the victory here. They're letting those guys win now, man. I know. They're becoming a legit faction. I would like to see them, like, maybe maybe that's one of your teams that, <laughs> excuse me, uh, if uh, if you decide to put the belts on uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, you know, that'd be a great team for them to go up against, especially with Christian Cage there. You have Daniel Garcia as the third. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. You could have some six mans. Like, that could be fun. Like, And this also piqued my interest again of – we need these six man titles. Yeah, sooner oh, than later, give it to man. Me, Tony, please. This, this, I've been asking for it for years. You can go back through a literal years of podcasts of me asking for it across different names of podcasts, asking for that and, titles. <laughs> six man, like yeah, and and like oh, we so were talking about earlier, because since we already touched it, the main event of Dynamite, another six man tag. They can make this work. Eddie Gar- Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz, how great of a six-man tag is that? Like, dude. And this match actually kind of made me want to want to see them run back Kingston versus Garcia because I feel like now that they've wrestled a little bit more, they could probably do something different, you know? Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, at the end of that, we finally jump into some talking. We got a backstage promo with MJF talking about his ex- extensive – 2024 contract negotiation. FDR just polishing the belts. I yep, love FDR it. FDR polishing belts. He tells CM Punk he's not worried about him. Are they flushing, flushing this feud out until revolution? Potentially, they they might want to make it a pay per view match that just is, to sell the pay per view. That's another. I hope not because it's. I want to see it really bad, but maybe there's there's a maybe there's a dynamite or something in Chicago they can throw it in. That 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 may make sense. They go to Chicago like four times a year at yeah. least. So like you know, it's like, like on eight times a year at this point. Um, not a bad That's thing. True with all the shows, not a bad thing. Um, thing yeah. So yeah, they're doing all that. MGF says that he knows Wardlow will win and that he'll need to relinquish the title when MGF does. Wardlow is surprised. Oh, by the way, I I, I skipped the part where MGF tells Wardlow that he needs to qualify for the TNT uh, title. Yeah. Oh, also apparently, if Wardlow wins a championship, MJF gets it. I can't wait till Wardlow beats the shit out of this kid. It's going to be great. I would love for Tony Khan to just be like, yeah, man, I you signed a contract. There's nothing I can yep. do. Yep. <laughs> smart, quote unquote, Mark Sterling come in and read that contract, which we all know is really simp Mark Sterling. Yeah, simp um, Mark Sterling, the lawyer. Um, we go backstage to the segment with the Lucha Bros, and Christian Cage interrupts them and says that it went, they went into business for themselves, and that's why they lost. Cage then challenges them to put their tag team championships on the line next week on Dynamite, and they accept. Why is it with the tag champions and uh, Britt Baker? They really don't make feuds. They kind of just like, hey. Hey, I don't like what you. Up? I want Title your championship, bitch. Okay. <laughs> that's about Literally. it. That's, that's the fucking circle right there. Hey, bitch. Title match, you're on. All right. Um. As they're walking away, you're the bitch. You know what? <laughs> Wardlow crushes an enhancement talent. We'll just kind of move on from that. We know where that's going. Yup. Backstage with Adam Cole, Young Bucks, and Kyle O'Reilly. Let's go. Bye-bye. The Undisputed Elite, bye-bye. And O'Reilly says he wants to have a word with Cole himself. 
they got to get past, you know, things have not been good between them, which I, I wasn't sure if they were going to reference the NXT feud, but they did. That's cool for them because, you know, we all kind of know that they feuded. So it's like, it's nice that they mention it, just like Alistair Black's Eye or Malachi Black's Eye. It's nice that yeah. they keep some of these things going. And then, Garrett, we have our promo. Uh, Dan Lambert oh. is in the ring with Men of the Year, cutting a promo, taking shots at Cody. Brandy comes out. <laughs> they exchange a couple lines. Brandy has a couple good ones of like, uh, when was the last time? <laughs> the only time you have women beat you is when you pay for it. That kind of got me. <laughs> Brandy has a little bit of a cringy line after that. All in all, I mean, look, it's they're challenging. I mean, it was just to set up the match on. Uh, Dynamite or Rampage, which is good. I like seeing Brandy back. Brandy looks great. She, she, you know, I don't know how long ago they had their child, but she looks great. It's a little bit, a little bit ago now. Yeah. But I remember saying that when she came back on Dark, that she looked like she didn't. It didn't yeah. matter. Like she, she took a little bit of time to to work out, but that was probably it. You know, like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I like Dan I, Lambert is great. Yeah, Dan Lambert held his. I don't own. know what else to say. Like he's good. From they should use him more, but he's obviously a busy guy. You know, yeah, he made and it's clear in the promo. This this is much better than uh yeah the Jericho stuff that got old and they just ran into the dirt. But hey, again they had a blow off match that was. Great. Oh, did we mention that there was a little bit of a? Well, there's like a like. Oh, actually, never mind. Yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, no, we won't actually. Well, there was a little tease of um. Was this last week, maybe, of the Jericho-Kingston, maybe, a little bit? No, no, yeah, we I, I mentioned that Jericho came back, and they kind of... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, I missed, my brain must have checked out when you were talking oh, about the ending gosh. of that match. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no um, I actually, that match might be good, you know what I mean? We'll uh, see. Yeah, that's when I could see them saving. Do a slow... Oh, yeah, but slow, then, clearly, even with, like, him still allowing them to use Santana Ortiz, you know, going into the next yeah. match they're going to have. I and just, then, anyway... Yeah, we get into yeah. our TBS Women's Championship semifinals, the match we've kind of been waiting for for about three weeks. They've actually been building this match for about three weeks, which I, I really like that they've been doing that. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. Um, the match is going fine. Rosa's really helping her. Uh, what really helps Jade is since she's so much bigger than everyone else, and she's got such a great physique, little moves that a normal, a normal like smaller person does that might not look that impressive. Jade mm-hmm. does them and they look impressive, and that really helps Jade. Do you know what I was thinking during this match, man? What's that? I think this was the match. I think this was the one where they finally let her go. They had and an they echo said, match. Go ahead. Yeah. They, this felt like Thunder Rosa's normal matches. Not that she wouldn't have had a normal match with her, but like, you know, sometimes Jade just gets a, a two or three minute squash, you know? In the past four like, months, we've only seen Jade have one quote unquote normal match, and that was against legit Layla. And, and that was, I think, because she was just like, damn, Layla, all right, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, let's roll. And they let Jade roll. Jade, I mean, that's the best thing I can say. Like her, all right, the bicycle kick. Yes. When when Jade hits that shit, it looks like she actually kicks the shit out of her. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's little Rosa things like also that. did a fantastic job in this match of selling for Jade. Um and not also, but it also felt like Jade was still taking a good amount of punishment herself. Like it felt like yeah. there were moments where Thunder Rosa could have won if there wasn't things preventing it. You and know, you can like, make the case that Thunder Rosa might have won, but Smart Mark was smart, and he, you know, I'm assuming they're going to play this off like he signed the talent, maybe to his little, maybe just or maybe paid a talent to work for him for the night in Mercedes Martinez because he knows Mercedes has some beef with Thunder Rosa. 
So welcome Mercedes Gosh, Martinez. That would be kind of a fun feud for Mercedes Martinez to come in on, huh? I think that's – yeah, I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. So uh, welcome to AEW okay, cool. again. Uh, I know they brought her in for dark matches like maybe six to eight months ago, but mm-hmm. Mercedes Martinez is fucking great. We we were talking about them needing to bring in more women's talent. Um, and, hey, this is uh, – we're off to a good start here. I'd like to – you know, we got Ember Moon. So we're on dark for the next few weeks. Let's see what she does. Yeah, let's let's let it roll. Um, and Jade picks up the victory because of that, which we've. If you guys have actually been following the podcast, you know for, I'm sure a lot of people have said this, but we've said for months, Jade's not losing before the finals if she loses. Jade will lose. So in the we finals officially enter Jade might lose territory, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and if I had to pick three competitors, I would have ranked them as such in the finals. Who she who could she have lost to? And that would have been Thunder Rosa. Um, Statlander, and then Ruby the third, like uh, as the third. So I don't think Ruby has the best odds of beating her, whereas Statlander and I think Thunder Rosa would have, but they didn't have to face her. You know who else could have who was not eliminated early? Sheeta, probably. Yep, if she could have made the final. Yeah, I'd agree. But she was eliminated obviously early because of the. So I think this is going to yeah, be that went the way that it should have. But like if it hadn't, it could have been cheated too. Um, but since we've been doing this podcast, at least this will be the first Jade match that I actually don't know if she'll win, and I love that. I'm assuming Ruby's Ruby's a pro man. They're gonna. I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I think she's got a. I think there's a very good chance that Jade walks out champion. I agree. I really if, I, if I had to bet ten bucks on it, I would say Jade as champ. And I don't have a problem with that. Like I, no, agree. I would have only had a problem with it if it was like Nyla versus Jade, because then like I feel like it's well, you gotta give that to Nyla at that point, right? Because like Jade's been this monster for forever, and Nyla's like the previous monster. So like if you don't give that to Nyla, then it's just like what are you doing? Like you can't because you're not giving Jade anything because this person's not the monster anymore. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. And you could have built a couple. Uh, we get a couple promos before our main event, which will we already covered. So. We get a short promo of Britt and Riho. Nothing, yep. nothing literally short. Um, yeah, it was pretty quick, like 30 seconds or something. Punk is out there. I feel like there's not much to talk about here. You can't really say much about CM Punk promos, right? They're just good. Like, yeah, this this was just this was fun watching live. There was not much in it other than, you know, just sentimental stuff for the most part. Yeah. Um he had a line about MJF is a bigger money, bigger waste of money for Khan than Tim Tebow. Which I feel like is kind of like a weird. Oh, that was good. Yeah. It's like a weird, like weird shot at him in a way. <laughs> it's kind of. Like, I don't think CM Punk likes authority at all, so that doesn't surprise yeah. me. You know. And he said it would be a real shame if someone were to interfere in his quest for gold. I will say this, which now. I think is what's going to happen. I don't think that's when when you were like, "Do uh, you think this is either ice in this feud?" I think if that doesn't happen, we'll know, right? But I, I um, think. As time goes on, I'm feeling more and more confident about saying this. I feel pretty comfortable right now. MJF is going to be the one to hand Punk his first loss. It just it. Even the way the feud's being booked, MJF can't lose this man. This this is MJF's staple, right? You've built him up for three years at this point. He's ready for the title, at least a title feud, a legit one. So. I don't know, just doesn't it feel, even with Punk mentioning he wants to interfere with his quest for gold, that kind of gives me that vibe like, okay, AEW wants us to know that MJF's on the quest for gold. And when he beats CM Punk, theoretically in our minds, we would be like, now he's ready, right? I, mean, I would think 
that, that would be like a really good feather in his cap. I might be looking yeah, way too deep in the best that. in the world. You and know? I'd fully admit that. I, I could be looking way too deep, but that's kind of the vibe I got. No, I think both – no, CM Punk literally said in the feud directly like a, a month or two ago or like a month ago, whatever it was, like a, a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was. In one of the promos, he said whichever one of them wins the feud probably goes on to win to, to challenge Hangman Adam Page or Brian Danielson when it was still – we didn't know yet. Yeah. Um, so um, – I think I think that is 100%. Whoever wins this, be it CM Punk or MJF, and it could be either or, you know. Um, as much as I would like MJF to win, I don't think – I think there's a chance CM Punk challenges for the title early and wins the title super early, you know. Like, I could see it happening, you know. Um, it would be bold, man, but I would just – hey, good enough. It would, listen, people aren't going to like me when I say this. Hangman Adam Page is not going to get the same length of title reign as the other three. I'm sorry. Definitely not. Um, no, I, I would have been shocked. I would have been fantastic, that. by the way. Yeah, but I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he needs the thing. I think he, he could do more with Hangman by having him just have good feuds with people. God, for how long in Ring of Honor was he just Ring of Honor's like the heart and soul of Ring of Honor's mid card? You know, like, like oh my goodness, oh, like, and he would always put on good stuff. I am. Yeah, I. The next thing that they teased, though, I'm actually really excited for Charlie. Um. Yeah, so we had Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs cutting a promo backstage, and they're pretty much, you know, Taz can now focus on Hookmore, and Starks then calls out Dante Martin, and they also kind of says, they they this is something AEW does that I love. They reference that Powerhouse Hobbs has beaten Dante Martin in the past, and he's like, "Look, do you want another? Do you want to? Ha- do you want that to happen again, bro?" Exactly. Straight up. Oh, uh, that's a good thing that they can. That is actually, by the way, a great thing that a lot of these monsters being able to have, you know, to squash in a few minutes some of these guys that end up being legit talent later. You know, that's a nice feather in those people's caps. You know what I mean? Agreed. It's confusing if you're following it, but it's really awesome because he gets to say that now. You know, like yeah. So uh, that'll be fun. I hope they do that soon because I'm I'm already missing Dante on. They've been teasing like two or three weeks, and Dante's not been on any of the shows. But like, I I remember the one that's going to be a great match. Anyone that thinks that Dante Martin versus Ricky Starks isn't going to be insane, like oh my gosh! Do you remember the one thing we said after the match with uh, MJF? What was that? We're like, well, no matter what, I hope it just doesn't lead to Dante not being on TV. Well, we, you even said, I think that's what was going to happen. Yeah, like, that was what our guts were telling us. And now it's like, damn, man, it that's kind yeah, of the way sucks. it went. It sucks. It's kind of the way it went. But, hey, he's still technically not completely off the screen. But uh, he's getting there. <laughs> we kind of felt the writing on the wall with that. Yeah, that sucks, man. But what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? uh, Brian Pillman's in the ring with Tony Schiavone. Pillman talks about why he jumped in the ring, not for his partner, for his brother. And he pretty much calls out Malachi Black and wants a match. Lights go out and Malachi's there. That'll be a fun match. And yeah, um, Excalibur's listing off matches for Rampage, and we already covered our main event. So. Oh, actually, did we, they did also, they basically said we were getting deep sheet of four a couple of times the last few weeks. Like, Yes, so that'll be good. Um, I, I'm sure they'll let, I'm guessing Sheeta wins again, right? Probably. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So, 
hey, I'm down with that. Um, in a thumbs up, thumbs down world, I would have to be very harsh to give this one a thumbs down because of the matches we had. So I'm going to give it a thumbs up. <laughs> so how much help? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think I would agree. We'd have to change our. I mean, to start giving some of these shows thumbs down more, we'd have to change our 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 grading to be like really harsh, like a thumbs a thumbs up would have to be like a top five show of the year because that's just the reality of it. AEW so consistent. But um, we'll hop into Rampage real quick. We got two things we didn't talk about. Um, right off the bat, Darby Allen facing Anthony Bowens. You kind of mentioned Anthony Bones nearly died, which that pops me because <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, uh, the My Chemical Romance line was pretty funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, this was – I mean, look, Anthony Bones – Can I be honest though? That was a good line. I felt like Max Caster kind of phoned that one in. wasn't his best, but it, it was – in the moment, I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> no, yeah, it was good. I was just like, oh, okay. He's, yeah, he's went through the motions. <laughs> Fine. He didn't want to be there this week. I get it. I get it. He didn't want to be there, Max. Get out of here. Like, you son of a bitch. All right. And, um, uh, but yeah, other than, I mean, Darby Allen's Code Red, of course, 10 out of 10. Absolutely. Garrett, after the match, Andrade comes out. And Dude, this was unexpected. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. Are they going on Darby? Maybe? He's got to start bringing, but he's got to bring the dagger out with him, bro. He brought it out on Dark last week, and he's not brought it out at all. I need this dagger to be a thing or not be a thing. Damn it, Tony Khan, make it a thing or don't make it a thing. Make it a thing. He's got to let him stab some. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> let him stab some mother. Yeah. All right. Uh... Anyway, um, yeah, no, quick... it was good though. I, I, Garrett, I love this. Okay. We get a quick. Hook and Taz technique video. Oh, that was interesting. Yeah, Taz goes over Hook's finisher, uh, Red Rum. Which, if you guys don't know, that's just murder backwards. Yes, because he kills him. Taz is so proud of Hook. I know, dude. You can hear it in his you can, voice. You can hear it. You can feel it. It just makes me happy. Oh, of course he's gonna be proud of him. It's his son, but I mean, like, you're glad to hear that, like, he's like excited because you could be a wrestler and like have a kid that like doesn't really respect the business and like, but you want to support them. But like, Taz clearly gets the best of both worlds, where he gets that. Yeah. the kid's clearly passionate too. You know, like, and dude, I don't think I've ever seen someone start at the level that Hook is already at. Dude, it's crazy. Like, two matches in, and people are calling for this guy to win the Owen Cup already. Dude, imagine. Oh, my goodness. If they put that on hook instantly. All right, I got one for you, Garrett. 2022. Does hook have a title across his chest in 2022? Yes. It's the TNT title, and he's going to win it Ooh, off. Oh, okay. Because we got he's three right. We got three, maybe four. And obviously, if Team Taz, if they make then the I'll tell you who title. he's beating for. He's going to beat a Cody that's held that thing for like three months or something. Like, oh everyone's my hated it. God, you want to talk about a babyface reaction? Dude. <laughs> and Hook is a babyface. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah. he might be acting heel, but he is over like the babyfaces are in this company. Like, dude, people love Hook. It's great. In a way, Did I you hear the crowd's reaction to him standing for him no-selling last week, dude. He knows. That was Insane. Hook, send hook. Send it. Set full send on hook, please. We already talked about our women's tag match that kicked ass. The and bunny 
with a crimson mask and black and white is going to haunt me forever. Um, yes, it will. Mark Henry's interviewing Lambert and Arn Anderson. They're taking shots at each other. And yeah, yeah, we know how that goes. <laughs> if Arn Anderson just talks on all of these segments where Cody's defending the championship, <laughs> I, I would love it. <laughs> it's just funny, man. I still think Cody goes Arn full Anderson heel. shot somebody. It wasn't good. I still think Cody goes full heel by fucking beating down Arn Anderson. That- he shouldn't be allowed back in the stadium. He pulled a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I pull out my clock. That got that was such a great week. Oh Jesus! Uh, why was that forever? such a randomly good week too? Like every, forever. every dynamite after that has not been the same. It's just been like, wow, we're f- whatever, man. We're not going to hit that. to shoot someone. <laughs> Wait, they literally need. That's the only way you're going to top it if he actually pulls out the clock. Like, oh my god! Like one of those little uh, the guns that just makes the smoke. <laughs> it's a really loud pop. Like all of the 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 Vince McMahon Stone Cold segment, but with like Cody or something. Like, yeah. I'm going to let you take this main event. We had Ollie Eagle, Ethan Page versus Cody Rhodes. Garrett, what did you think of this? My uh, notes just say, damn. <laughs> um, little little so, Ron Simmons. Damn. Damn. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Ethan Page has been a guy that I've been like, I've been watching his vlogs. I've been watching, like, but trying to see if I could find matches. Like, there's a few. Um, so I might go back and watch. He had a nice little impact run there for a little bit. Yeah, maybe I can find some from that. But I honestly just have, like, not really known of the guy. And, like, he just seems like the perfect, like, him and Scorpio Sky. But even him and somebody else. Like, you don't even have to be, at, be be Scorpio. Like, right now he's just in the perfect gimmick with the perfect manager with the perfect opportunity. And I honestly think if they wanted to put the title on him, I mean, Cody, you're never going to get Ethan Page cheered ever in his career if he's a heel unless you had him beat Cody, like, in this match. Like, um, and... I, I, it would have been kind of fun. I don't know. Like, I, I, I think Ethan Page could actually carry a show as a champion. I don't know. Okay. I just feel like he could. I, I think um, he could. T- definitely. The interesting thing now, man. I, okay, here's my question to you. I know I'm supposed to be talking about Cody versus Ethan Page. Do you think that, like, the TBS champion and the TNT champion are supposed to be, like, the brand representative for those networks in wrestling? Like, um, I... Because I don't think it works that way. I think you can end up having I some think, people that maybe aren't what they would want being like, oh, this is what we have, TNT or TBS. As cool as that would be, I think it's just a gimmick name. Nothing more. Man, if that's that. the case, then why even do that with two different championships? Like, it feels like it needs to be important in that way. Like, we're trusting you with the name of TBS or TNT, you know? like I agree. But I think – I do think that this is just uh, – it's something to kind of stand out a little bit – a little di- different. From, you know, just it, – it's a rebrand of the television championship, if you will, right? Then why have two? That just seems silly. But anyway, um, I don't know. Like at that point, just why not I, – I've always thought why couldn't a female superstar go after the, the television title, you know, like – but Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, but no, I mean, I, Ethan Page actually, like, I think as a wrestler, is like, I kind of a little bit underrated too. Like he just doesn't really get noticed as much in the crowd of people, but he's always puts on great matches with whoever he puts against. And he's one of those sneaky Canadian wrestlers, man. You just never hear about Bunny's the same way. You know what I mean? Like just came out of Canada. We're wrestling, probably got trained by some ridiculously elite. Yeah. No, you know, they probably just got trained by some ridiculously elite Canadian trainers that just have never wrestled in the U S but they're insane. You know, like. Or if they have, they haven't wrestled much. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they're not like 
household names, but they're insanely talented. Like that's the kind of people you get coming out of Canada these days. But like, I don't know, like Ethan Page will win gold eventually. Do you think men of the year could win the tag titles? Do you think that's something they could do? I, I do. And I hope so. Right. Okay. I'm not saying anytime soon. I don't think you're going to put them against like the Lucha bros, even though I think that'd be a good match. I don't think they're the type of team you put against the Lucha bros usually. Um, at least not yet. They'll get there, I think, but they're just not there yet. No, yeah, maybe they should have some wrestlers and tag matches on dark. See what happens. I don't feel like I ever see Scorpio Sky on dark anymore. Like, change up that character. You know, they they've tried to really push him as kind of a a bigger bigger star right now. So they're kind of holding that, I guess. I guess, but I still think that even if people that are on TV all the time should get get. Should, should still show up on dark because like it legitimizes the show a little bit more you know yeah like, anyway um that was everything on on the main shows this week was there anything else that we needed to touch on or anything to talk about the from the shows this week uh charlie like is there anything you want to tease for next week or anything like that um not necessarily i think just real quick we'll kind of bring up uh so tony storm um, quit WWE. They just straight up quit. Didn't even get released. Just was like, nah, I'm done. And I kind of watched like how her feud ended with Charlotte. And I don't blame her. They embarrassed her multiple times. They've kept her kind of on the back burner for months. And she just said, fuck this. Straight I remember when they launched NXT UK. And like almost immediately they plucked her out. Because they were like, no, you're going to the main roster eventually. Yeah, but- it's like. She's unbelievably talented, and she just straight up quit. And I see a lot of people already saying, like, oh, here we go again. They're just going to sign, you know, ex-WWE hacks. Like, dude, get your shit together. I mean, okay. She's not even a real thing. Like, she didn't even really wrestle in WWE. Did she work for WWE? This is a slight little rant here. Did she work for WWE? Yes. Doesn't mean she was a WWE talent. Like, Like, a WWE star. Right? That's like saying, I don't know. That's like calling Anthony Green a WWE star. Like he yeah, worked he wrestled, 205 Live for six months. Yeah, he wrestled a little bit on on like, on NXT essentially, and like uh, it's like I don't know, man. It's, it, it, weird people online trying shit on it. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because you know Britt posted a picture of her. Because obviously Britt would love to have Tony Storm in their division. She's incredibly and talented. Like to have Tony Storm in her faction. <laughs> yeah, she's incredibly talented, and so yeah. Um, I could see them like teaming up Tony Storm and like Ruby Ruby Soho or something like that, like based on the looks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, the, I, I we've been on the Tony Storm hype train for a little while because we would watch her have these great matches just with everybody, and it's just like, why are yeah, you not using like, this person? We'd love to. We'd love to root for her. So if she comes over, we're not going to be those kind of guys that are like, oh, here's another WWE hack. It's like, nah, it's not us. There was some drama this week with Tony Khan. We won't really get into it, but. Yeah, it's just, he said some stuff that he probably shouldn't have said. Apologize, Tony. Yeah, it looks like Leo Rush, one of our boys, called him out. And, you know, hey, I'm sure that they're, they'll are they work all that out backstage. But we don't really like to cover, like, the TMZ drama, if you will. That's not really our uh, not really our cup of tea there. But we'll let other people do that. Um, other than that, Garrett, I feel like we had, a, we had a nice show here. If you guys did stick around, we really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. We're trying to get Anthony Green. TNT title shot. Let's get that happening. I'm trying to get Anthony Green signed. Yes. Um, we need this. Come on, Tony. Anthony Green is all elite. Um, 
honestly, like, I would really like to see that guy get signed. I think he has something. I don't know what it is. So if anybody that's in the All Elite book or, like, acquisitions department listens to this show, sign the guy. He's worth it. You don't want him to end up going back to WWE. Because he will, because he knows he's valuable enough. He's been there once already, you know? Um, Oh, real quick. Speaking of that, I I did see a news story this week on uh, BFAB from Hit Row crediting Triple H for giving them all that creative freedom. And I think it really showed in the characters. So Hit Row, again, I I don't know. I, I think they have like 30 days, maybe 90. Again, Hit Row is can't miss. So I'm hoping... We see Here's that the thing, man. Like, there's only so much talent he can sign, and like, he's got to manage the people he's already got. I mean, if you think about it, CM Punk, Adam Cole, and Brian Danielson are just now getting to the point where I feel like they're established as. That's kind of what I dub in my head as the big three signing. Like, I feel like that was a shift in momentum for the company. So I, I kind of dub it as the big three in my head. Like, and think about it, they're now like basically. I mean, would you agree? I think they're all basically AEW guys at this point. Like that's oh, why yeah. I, yeah, I probably, look at them in the top in terms of the top five biggest stars in the company. They're probably in it. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, so it's like you got to give those guys a little bit of room to breathe, and you just signed Jay Lethal, and you just signed Mercedes Martinez. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, you got all kinds of stuff going on. But and it's you just still the have little stars stories that you hear like that, and you're like, you know what? Triple H is still a great guy. He's still. But by the way, the way you cares. know that is that. Brian Danielson's going after the world title. Adam Cole's facing a top star in Orange Cassidy. I don't care what anybody says. Orange Cassidy is a top star, and um, and you have um, CM Punk feuding with probably CM the Punk hottest feuding, talent, the, the, the hottest talent in the heel at least in AEW and MJF. I mean, that's how you know they've become like part of the 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 yeah. thing. Like, they're they're flushed out in the in the th- flow of things within the yes. show. They've now entered the cipher. Yeah, but yeah. This is, but I really this was a good show this week. I enjoyed it. If you guys uh, did as you know as well, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and follow us on the podcast feeds and all that. But uh, this has been the Eat Sleep Elite podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. If you're not a fish, are you the fish? Green, blue, and red in the Rainbow Warriors faction. <laughs>